Jenny and I are here. It's the fourth episode of the Two Third Agers podcast. And today we thought we'd talk about what we've been uh, mentioning now and then as a possible topic. And today's the day relationships with adult children and um, some of the issues that we've experienced and things that happen and just, you know, some of the ways we're trying to, you know, figure all that out as we've gotten into our third age here. Um, Hi, Jenny. Hello. Hello. But don't you think, Katie, that I still talk about my 30 and 26-year-old children as the girls are doing this or the kids are doing that. Like, yes. do you ever change that? Because I haven't heard it really changed, but maybe it's just us. I think it's not just us. I think we st- parents always remember kind of where their children came from. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the fact that they used to be little, they used to be babies. Um, not that you would ever say, well, my babies, but you would say yeah. my kids. I mean, since I had a boy and a girl, I don't say the girls, but I say my kids. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I still think of them as my kids. And through my... Um, many moves that I've made that I've talked about here earlier, it seems like in a way some of my life has um, kind of contracted. Like I don't have as many daily connections. Um, I know people from a distance like you, Jenny, like my friend Meg, who uh, had told us to do the forgetting episode and said Mm -hmm. she loved it. And thanks for the shout out. So here's another shout out, Meg. Thank you. And I have friends in Maryland, but I don't live there. And I have friends in Cleveland, um, my friend Camille, my friend Amy in Cleveland. But my kids are still somebody I see regularly. You know, I get to see Mm -hmm. them no matter what, because we really make the effort to get together. And we kind of decided to live not where they live, but at least a little bit closer to where they live. Um, how about you? Your your daughters aren't really living where you live anymore. No, um, Katie and her husband Ralph are up in Vermont, and it's about a seven hour drive. But that's a lot. Honestly, <laughs> it seems like it's not that much, just because we would drive back to Iowa where both parents were. Oh gosh! So yeah. when people say like, "Oh, my daughter moved far away," it's you like, know a thirty five minute drive. I'm thinking yeah. mm, that's mm. nothing. Um, that's, yeah, and that's Sarah's true. in New York City. And there's trains, you know, and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. We haven't really taken advantage of that. And I hope we do. But with the whole COVID situation and trains and yeah. um, it's kind of a hard call what's the right thing to do. Yeah, because our son lives in New York City. Also, our son, who is also our recording engineer, um, audio guru, and does the music for our podcast, so patter and hum. And I remember him as a baby. Yes, Harrison was a, was a lovely baby, and he's a lovely young man. And um, yeah, we, I know there's the thing about children versus, you know, you always talk about your children, your kids. Do we still think of them as kids? I think about halfway. <laughs> yes. Um, I remember, I, what, what would you say has been the most difficult developmental stage for you with your kids? Um, 
I think when they went to college, yeah. because I mean, it, things happen gradually. You don't, but at the beginning, I knew everything that happened to them and everybody right. they talked to and dealt with. Um, and then right. it got a little bit less. I didn't hear as much as they would get older, but then suddenly when they're in college, they have this whole new set of friends and this whole new life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that felt, that was kind of sad for me. And I, it's what you want. You want your kill, children to be independent and, you know, go off. And Mark and I certainly went off. We were, went from Iowa to Michigan out here to Pennsylvania, but um, right. it really, it's taken a while for me to adjust as in years. Yeah. I think and I, I have adjusted, mm -hmm. but. Mm -hmm. I know I was like, just even the idea that you used to know when your kids got home at night, you know, yes. even if, even if you weren't waiting up, you were sort of like your little ear would be kind of primed and you'd hear them come in, you'd hear them on the stairs and you'd think, oh yeah, okay, they're good. Or, or in a lot of cases we'd go pick them up. So we'd be staying up till midnight or one to go pick up because um, neither of my kids drove too early in high school. Harrison mm -hmm. only drove as a senior and Jocelyn didn't drive at all. So until later. So um, we would often be going to pick up after parties and events and you'd know darn well when they got home because you'd be there right along with them getting yes. all sleepy. But then they go to college and, you know, you just can't check on their every move. Um, you just have to trust their making, you know, like they say, make good choices. <laughs> like, yes. Were, yes. were they making good choices? We never know. But yeah, yeah, that was hard for me too. There's this, um, probably some of our listeners may know, um, Instagram account, Facebook account called Grown and Flown, oh. which I find very sweet. And it's, it's actually really more geared for, you know, parents of teenagers and college students. But I still mm -hmm. find it um, applicable, even though my kids are, you know, 28 and 31. Um, but it's, it's a lot about, you know, missing kids and also the kids in their developmental stage often sort of reject us and reject home in a way that's sometimes hurtful, partly yeah. because it's not smooth sailing for them to just transition, you know, all easily away. They have to make moves sometimes that are more abrupt and, you know, like, you know, sometimes the words were uttered by either one of our kids, you know, like, I hate you, you know, and, <laughs> and that's, it's not a fun thing, you know, to hear that. But, um, you know, now looking back, I can laugh, but I know at the time oh, yeah. it's, it's yep. difficult when your your kid is sort of rejecting mm. you in some way um, because you're trying to do something or you're trying to suggest something, and what they want is just to, to be left alone and yet not, yes. you know, and not have you hover, and you not really want you to. Hover. Yeah, yeah. Do your two young women have different temperaments? Or is it different with each of them? Yes, um, yeah. they do have different temperaments. Um, and it's funny, I'm always happy 
that they seem to keep in touch pretty well because yes. they fought a lot when they were younger. Um, oh, with each other, they keep in touch. Yes. Oh, that's yes, great. And that's, that's nice. Great. Isn't that um, nice? Yeah. Well, it's funny because my Mark, I didn't say my Mark before, but um, mm -hmm. he had a woman that he worked with um, who was very into astrology and the signs, which is interesting being scientist. And then I think yeah, a lot of people think of astrology as quackery or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But mm -hmm. um, I was talking to her once and I said, well, I was pregnant with Sarah. I said, well, my kids get along. And she said, well, they're born in the strongest signs of the Zodiac. And again, a lot of people feel like it's total crap, but mm -hmm. um, are we allowed to say crap? Did we I think we're allowed to say okay. crap, yes. Um, <laughs> Sarah's like sun is in Taurus and her moon or wait, her sun is in Le uh, the lion, Leo, oh and goodness. her moon is in Taurus, the bull. And with Katie, it's the reverse, oh. um, you know, like a bull and kind of a lion. And light. And yet they have the same. Well, then she, hmm. well, then she said, they'll, they'll think really differently. Um, they'll fight and they at times won't love each other, but they'll always understand each other, which Aww. is kind of deep. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, wow. they, they fought a lot and there was a four year mm -hmm. age difference. So I kind of, right. you know, when you're in that sort of feeling of my kids will just be so happy to have a, you know, a sibling, my daughter, yeah. or my son. And then yeah. you kind of realize mm -hmm. that maybe at that time they were not, um, right, right. And to be honest, I think some of us in the sort of educated, you know, having enough money situation as, as I was and maybe you were when we were deciding, you know, and we were lucky enough to be able to decide to have mm -hmm. children and how many, I kind of wanted to have a second child in order to have a sibling for my first. <laughs> and, um, and so when that doesn't seem to work out, it's a little disappointing. Um, mine who are, you know, a boy first and then a girl, they're three years apart. Um, mm -hmm. And they, in some ways, I think it was easier because they weren't the same gender. They did different things. Although Jocelyn always seemed to imitate some of what Harrison was interested in. And I think in a way it ended up having her interested in some things like, you know, fantasy fiction and, um, you know, Legos and things that she might not have discovered mm -hmm. had she been the firstborn or the only child or had another sister. Um, so it's kind of nice. They still share, they have certain books that they both like. Mm -hmm. um, they did some things together that, were kind of just them like they had this thing called the game and we were just together we're, we're um, recording this right after thanksgiving and and um we were just all together for thanksgiving and and we had two different cars and um both kids have a significant other uh, my daughter has a steady boyfriend and harrison of course is married he's been married over two years now 
And but they were in the four of the young people were in the one car and Mark and I hopped out and and Jocelyn and Harrison were like laughing as they got out of the car. And uh, and somebody said something that made me think I said, are you two playing the game, which is what they do, they would like have sort of a Dungeons and Dragons type thing, but it was only verbal, you know, they would just describe they the story. About, Jocelyn's talked about and, that at the wedding, but yeah, remind me because yeah, I do remember well, that. But I don't know so much about it, except that they would set it up, you know, like you're in a cave and you're going and you find a hammer and then you see a dwarf coming and things like that. And it was just wonderful. And they they both were able to sort of spin these tales and one would be the one telling the story and the other would be the one to say, okay, I'm going to open that door and try the, the next, you know, slot so in the key or something. I mean, it was sort of interesting. So then they laughed and said, no, we weren't, but they both remembered. And so I got brownie points because I was a good mom who remembered something sweet from when they were kids yes. and they both enjoyed that. And so that was nice. But anyway, yeah, my kids are also somewhat different temperaments and goals. And uh, um, one of them has gone straight from college to, you know, a career that's kind of kept going and um, mm-hmm. has not really, you know, not that every job is perfect, but not really struggled with making decisions about what to do. And then the other has been on a little more of a search and a path. And yet I feel like at this moment, and I was thinking this at Thanksgiving, I feel really fortunate that both of them are are doing well. And um have had a lot of successes and there's there's different kinds of success in the world and different yes. kinds of um achievements and uh you know so that that's kind of something that as parents you know we have to like open up our minds and our hearts to that yes. you know this yes. child may not have the career I might have envisioned or may not, you know, make the income I envisioned or may not end up in a creative field. Maybe they'll end up being a computer programmer. And to me, I'll think, oh, what a waste of some talent, you know, or other. But there's all different ways, you know, people have to make their their paths. Yeah. Yeah. So think without, I mean, I don't want to talk about the girls behind their back, but I kind of will. But um, <laughs> a lot, it seems no. like every child, it's the, usually I know the mother, what the child's doing. And well, see, I just said it again, child, and they're like, yeah, you know, course, 28, right. 30. Right. But there's so much anxiety now out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems to be almost every person I talk to, their child is or their grown person is right, um, right. seeing a therapist, getting medication, doing something. Yes. And I don't know if it's just people are more open now. In that case, I think it's good. But I think yeah. the world is a lot. It makes you more anxious. But I also know I'll ask things that don't always get answered or right. – um, when the girls were little and I say something, they would say like, are you reading books again? Cause I'd say, you know, how does that make you feel like or some parenting books? Yeah. <laughs> but we kind of growing up with parents, I never really would have said like, Oh God, I'm so depressed or right. I'm really sad or I'm upset about this. And I think 
were more open, you know, to, I ask, um, mm-hmm. and you know, like I said, sometimes it's none of your business <laughs> and other times yeah. they talk. And that's that fine line. But I think you're right that in this day and age, a a lot of younger adults coming up and, you know, when starting when they were teens, this this age range that we're talking about, um, there was a lot more, I don't know, stress in school. you know, the news is there constantly. That's yes. part of it. You know, we're all hearing the bad news all the time. It's We're not really protected from it. And so then our kids were starting to always hear the news even before they were old enough to really um, sometimes separate themselves from it and, and, and distance in a sort of healthy way. And so a lot of kids you know, I think got upset from that. And of course, the screens and the internet both just yeah, the, the social media, the social media, and the contents, but also just the process of having these screens and the light. Yes. I think it's messed with some people's brains to some extent. Oh, and I, I don't think mean so to too. say that like it's you know terrible, but I mean I think there has been more you know mental health issues um, among the younger generations in the last couple generations. Um, but on the other hand, the openness is really yeah. good. And the fact that we have good therapies and we have what I think are very good medications. So I'm a real, I'm a real supporter of anyone, you know, getting a mental health evaluation, taking medication and trying it if they, um, you know, if they're having problems, cause I've seen yes. in a lot of our family members, um, people have really, gotten better, but it is something that, and then you're kind of worried, you know? Yes. Well, then there's also the, I think I'm getting a little off track maybe Mm -hmm. with developing adult relationships, maybe not, but Sarah and Katie's classes, there was a huge number of kids who committed suicide. I mean, in a small class and there maybe be six kids or some, you know, in it. Oh my gosh. And so that I think makes me at least sort of want to check in and always, you know, listen for that and worry about it. Not, not all the time, but Mm -hmm. you worry if, if someone's down or. So high school students. Yes. Yeah. And then there've been some college. I sort Mm -hmm. of, I think um, my one neighbor said, sometimes I get gloomy, which is true, but I'll, I'll be reading all the stories about, you know, there's different, like college kids. There's a fair yeah. number of college kids. Of course. Who yeah. commit suicide. Yeah. And it's, you know, Harrison knew someone in his dorm his first year. And that was upsetting because, oh, yeah. Course, but it wasn't someone he knew well, but it was, it was very sad. And Jocelyn knew one in high school. It was very sad, but not as many as you're speaking of. That's, that's a lot. It's really a lot. Um, yeah, so we have our reasons to want to keep, you know, keep tabs, kind of. Um, let's talk about a little more cheery subject. One of the things that's happened to you and me in the last few years is we each had a wedding for one of our yes. children, our grown children, and we, um, I got to attend Katie and Raph's wedding. That was wonderful that you came. It was in Hawaii. Oh my gosh, fantastic! And it was so lovely. Um, but that's that's a big milestone when you're one of your yes. children 
married, especially, you know, you were the mother of the bride. And yes, you yes. Fabulous. As did you as the mother of the groom. I did try, but it, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, that was... Uh, that was really wonderful. Um, I think it would be sad if you didn't like the significant other your I your, think that would, yep. your young person was marrying, but I was lucky, and I think you were lucky too. Yes, that we felt really solid about the people that they chose, and you know, it just made it all like such a wonderful celebration that our young person was taking this step. You know, yes, step. yes. Yeah, yeah. And luckily, both are still going well. So that's good. Well, and it is kind of, I was thinking too, um, again, a little off what you said, but but not completely, that you can kind of have more fun with your kids. Like, I kind of feel like I don't have to be worrying as much like, oh, I... I don't want to say this and cause them to worry about that. And, and I've always loved to swear. And I really right. tried hard not to with the girls when they were little, cause it's not attractive. I, you, were you know, good. You were really good. in yeah. anybody, but, but now I can. And then <laughs> you can. I remember in college, you can swear go, as much as you want. <laughs> well, then I would like, um, go visit them or drive up to get them and drive back. And I started spending the night cause I just got so tired. Yeah. But, um, I know we'd go out, each of them different times, we'd go out for drinks, which was kind of weird at first. I mean, I knew they had prop, I, maybe they didn't drink in high school, really, but um, I could have a few gin and time, you know, I'm walking to the hotel or, right. um, and it kind of worked perfectly because it would be like 930 at night and I'd have had a couple gin and tonics and maybe swore some and right. um, then I would go back to my nice hotel room and relax, See? watch TV, read, <laughs> and they would go out to a party or something. Oh, so, so you, you, know, part of the, you were part of the pregame, but for us, it yes, was like yes. enough. The pregame oh, yeah. was it. I know. That yeah. was the party. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Jocelyn taught me that term pregame when yes, she was in yes. college because I did not know that before. Yeah, and I learned that one too. I felt good that she she didn't know that in high school. At least yeah. she never mentioned it. So I felt like, okay, college, that's when it's starting. That's, well, same. I think with both my kids, they were pretty nerdy in high school and there wasn't a lot of drinking or smoking yeah. or anything. But then college, it's like even the nerdy kids are, you know, it's it's all different. You know, it's everybody's yeah. experimenting and doing what they want away from home. Yeah. And oh you, get, you get introduced to things you never knew about. And I remember in college, for me, my um, roommate, Jamie, had all of these interests. And she um, read tarot cards for everybody, which, you know, is perfect for people that are, you know, worrying about relationships. And, yes, and she would um, do, she's a Buddhist now, um, oh. which isn't an unusual thing you know there's a lot of buddhists but like mm -hmm. i just learned about so many different things from her that i hadn't heard about and the girls i'll hear different things they've learned about from friends in college yes yeah um, that's great yeah so there's a lot of positives that happen yes. when you you know like you can go you can have drinks with your kids or you can play games and just kind of all have fun and you can be a little more yourself and not have to worry that you have to be the perfect mom and not yes. act like 
you know, you enjoy life or anything <laughs> because you, they can start to see you more as a human being and less as sort of a different, you know, authority person or whatever, or just yes. their caregiver. You know, you're not really their caregiver anymore. Yeah, I know. I, I enjoy playing games with our kids and and just kidding around, you know, and um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sometimes sort of at the expense of my mark saying, well, dad says, you know, yes. <laughs> which I don't think I did as much when they yeah. were younger because it might not have been quite so nice. And it's mostly just joking, but now we're getting cranky or he's, he's easy to make fun age. of because he's a person of such strict habit. You know, he has his habits and, um, he's an early riser and an early to bed person. And, you know, and he's, he's just accomplished a lot that way, but sometimes I make fun of him, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You oh, just a tad. To, I think. Just a tad. Yes. Um, I, I think I'm very good at dishing it out and teasing, yeah. but I'm not always good at taking it. Um, you know, like with Mark, he was always very big on sunscreen and we would be teasing because it'd be a hundred degrees and he'd be wearing long sleeves and, you know, would lather, slather on sunscreen. And, um, it is, I mean, it's kind of interesting that, um, but then, but I mean, I kind of joke about it and it's actually smart that he does that. Right. But then I think if he said like, oh, you're always fussing with your hair before we go somewhere that I would yeah. probably be kind of like, hmm, and possibly sulk, you know. Possibly sulk, right, right, yes. But it is that, like, uh, you never would have growing up, I mean, I might have mumbled stuff or that, but I wouldn't say, mm -hmm. like, oh, dad's putting on the sunscreen again. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. When you are with your adult kids, do you ever kind of, like when they have a significant other, do you ever kind of wish that you could just be alone with your person, your your actual child, and kind of it's it's a little hard sometimes transitioning into having a significant other around all the time because you're not just the little family with your own child or your own children. Yeah. That's a transition. We had well, Katie's husband Raphael. He came to stay with us on some different breaks, or yeah. um, in the summer before he went to Ecuador or somewhere to work. Um, and so it was real gradual, right? It's um, nice. And I told a friend of mine when her son got married, I was like, you know what? I don't like to share. I mean, I don't. I want the kids. I would love to have them for every holiday, but you mm -hmm. have to. And Right. If you don't, you're going to get left behind, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, you have it's to. Not, oh, I wouldn't say like, oh, I don't want Roth to spend any time with his family. It's more kind of no. me saying like, I want you here the whole time. And yeah. my mom did that a lot. Um, I felt so guilty. Like if I went out, I didn't usually go out with friends or that oh, when gosh. I was back because, right. you know, she would. And then my dad would be in the nursing home and he'd be like, oh. I've been sitting out here alone all day. Oh, God. <laughs> my mom oh. would have said, like, I've been planning to have you come and go shopping. So, you know, it's. Oh, my goodness. It's, yeah. That's life. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're always pulled in that different directions. Life. That's but right. And when you. It's you've, hard sometimes. It is. But when you've been through it, you can kind of appreciate you don't yeah. want to guilt your kids. You don't yes. want to lay that on them. You want to be understanding. And um, yeah, I, I can't 
I kind of give myself a little pat on the back whenever Good. I am calm and just say, oh, well, sure, you got to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I understand. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, they I'm have their sometimes, own. Sometimes, but not others. They have, I mean, I, I can wish for things, but I, I try not to guilt the, uh, the kids if they need to do things. And it's, it's partly the thing of sharing holidays. It's, it's they need to work or they need to visit other people. Um, yeah. Our uh, daughter-in-law, Fung, is from Vietnam. So eventually, when, when all the COVID things are off, they're going to go visit there. They've been having to postpone oh, because yeah. of COVID. But, um, you know, that's a whole different thing. And in a way, we've been lucky while that's, you know, yes, yes. unfortunate. We get to see them a lot because her family isn't in the U.S., although she has some aunts and cousins, which is nice, and sometimes they visit with them. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like we're all doing our best, aren't we? Transitioning from, you know, the mommies who give all sorts of advice and take care of everything and then sort of becoming <laughs> more the sort of grand, you know, the wise crone that is sitting there <laughs> with like our the hands crone. folded. We and, need to rename know, that. Waiting for them to come to us when anything is, is needed or when they need a little, you know, a little boost in there. It's interesting. I was going to say, you you do know this, that um, Katie and Ralph are expecting a baby boy June 2nd, which, you know, it's so exciting. We're so happy. But that'll be interesting, like, to relate to your daughter as a mother. Yes. Or for you as Harrison, relate, you know, see... Harrison is a dad if they have oh, kids. Oh, I know. I know. That's very exciting and very different. And suddenly you're like, oh, man, now yeah. I have all this stored up advice and, and opinion about I how know. to do things. And you have to kind of wait and, you know, bite your tongue sometimes, perhaps. Yes. But, but um, you know, I know when I had Harrison, um, I was so grateful to my mom for being there and I just because he was colicky at first later he was the best baby but as a newborn for a few weeks he was just crying and crying and crying and I was like just overwhelmed and I remember sitting in the rocker holding him crying and 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 then him you know him crying and me crying and thinking if I had known it was like this I would never have had a baby. And then my mom was staying with us for another like week. But and mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and then she would come and then she would sit in the rocker and just rock him and then said, you know, go back to bed and I'll wake you if you know and if sort he of needs to be fed. Off, like, and I'd shuffle you. off like, oh <laughs> yeah, but um those of us who've had that, I guess that's something it, it was lucky. I was really I was fortunate to have a mom who could be there for that and helped me out when it was rough, especially the first one. And uh, so we'll see, but I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. You're going to be I'm a grandma. So excited. Little boy, that'll be so fun. There's I so bet your mark is excited. Family. Come on, it, you've had a lot of girls. You've I know, had two I was girls. kind of excited to have girls. a boy. Um, yeah. yeah, everybody has girls. Well, my, my niece has a son and a daughter. Nice. But, yeah. You know, of my cousins, 10 of 12 are girls. Wow. <laughs> um, I had two girls. My mom's one of four girls. 
Um, wow. And you are one of two girls. Yes. I'm one of right. two girls. Now, right. Mark, there was, he had a sister, um, mm-hmm. an older sister. Mm-hmm. And then there was Mark. But, but yeah. And they make very cute um, boy clothes. They do. And I have a feeling you might have looked at a few already. I think you <laughs> might have. Some. Yeah. So there's still time. It's like quite a ways till June. Yes. So, yes. Well, we'll just be we'll just be sending positive vibes to Kate for all that yes. to go beautifully and uh, for her to feel good. And that's exciting. Yeah. Well, there's probably more to say, but this was a good start on this topic. Yes, yes. 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 And we will be meeting again and uh, before Christmas, because I think we have things to say. So we'll record again in two weeks. And to everyone listening, thank you for listening. These are the two third agers. And if you have any thoughts or comments, let us know and um, we'll get you next time. All right. Yes. Bye-bye. Thanks. Mwah. Bye. Bye.